Is the universe fair? Is it true that what goes around comes around? Why do we ask why when injustice happens? And what would happen if we had the answer to that question? Well, stick around because we're going to continue and wrap up our series on why bad things happen to good people. Let's do it. You're listening to the Nick Smith Podcast. Connecting you to living truth. If you'd like to support our podcast, rate us on iTunes. Or join our inner circle through patreon.com. And don't forget to share this on social media so that all of your friends and family can know what you're listening to. Hey, we are your hosts, Nick Smith. And Kylie Jo Smith. And we are going to continue this series. Well, we're going to continue it and, and end Continue it. and close and finalize and kind of wrap it up. Put a button on it. <laughs> as it were. Um, but before we do, Inner Circle, what's up, y'all? How y'all doing? Hey. Um, I know some of y'all are traveling internationally at the moment, so be safe. Ooh. And uh, we look forward to watching them pitches and seeing how watching y'all do. Watching pictures? How do you watch a picture? You just stare at it like this. That's, <laughs> That's kind of creepy. It's just called looking at a picture. Uh, you can say watching, too. I don't know. It just came out, y'all. Sometimes words just happen. <laughs> Wording is hard sometimes. Yes. Well, we also want to say... Um, Thank you to our listeners. Now, we have listeners of the podcast all over the place. All over Y'all are listening from Europe and Africa and places in Canada and stuff. But we also have listeners. Um, what? <laughs> Just the way you said that. Go ahead. You're good. I'm listening. I'm <laughs> um, on your side. We, we also have listeners of the EP and other music, mm-hmm. the music, my music. Um, and we, and I, I just saw we have some new listeners in France. So bonjour. Did I say that right? I don't do a good job. Sounded good though. Um, merci for listening. <laughs> and also in, where was it? Oh, Cape Town, Africa, South Africa. So awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you awesome. I hope you enjoy it. Keep listening and tell other people about it so that, you know, more people can hear it. Oh, and we got a, a new project in the works and it's going to be fun. Y'all, it's going to be a good one. It already is fun. <laughs> it's fun now. What are we talking about? <laughs> okay. So let's jump on into this. So what All we're right. talking about today is the question why. So How come? Just cause. Because why? Before. Por que? Por que, papi? Um, it's white chicks reference. You remember? I know. Okay, throwing it back. <laughs> um, <laughs> we're talking about the the question why. So if you haven't seen, we have an episode, uh, or haven't listened to an episode. It was a while ago. I'll put a I'll put a thing so that you can find it. Um, about how knowledge and behavior are connected. In mm. the episode, that previous episode, we talked about how um, if you know better, you don't always do better. Mm-hmm. Uh, and true. there's a there's a myth or a misunderstanding uh, surrounding life and faith mm-hmm. that if you uh, just have more knowledge, then it would somehow make things better. Yeah, this is like where movements like Gnosticism have mm-hmm. come from, or like this like mystic sense of there's a hidden secret knowledge, and if you have it, conspiracy you'll have theories, everything you could ever want. Dun dun dun! It's a really cool commercial. That was pretty good. <laughs> you could probably sell some stuff if you did that. Um, so. This, that, that thought uh, penetrates this idea of why do bad things happen to good people? Because, um, not to sound like uncaring, but sometimes I get to the point where I have to ask myself, like, would it matter if I knew the answer to this question? Like, what difference would it make in my everyday life if I just knew why? Now, for some situations, the why is very important, and we're yeah. not trying to to diminish that uh, cause in, in all situations. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not trying to make it so like you never need to know why. Yeah. Because or that it's not okay to question. Exactly. Cause you need closure in some situations. You need um, explanation. Sometimes you can accept a hard truth if you know why that truth is being given. And so I think about um, a lot of times with 
like speech class or I mean just classes in general. Um, a lot of times they tell you when you're delivering your rubric or when you're giving um, uh, a speech, the beginning, I'm going to tell you what I'm going to tell you. And that's kind of the why you should listen. Mm -hmm. Like it's giving you the why up front. That way mm -hmm. it makes the listening process more purposeful. Yeah. And it's almost, al almost establishing credibility. It's like exactly. why you should listen to me tell you this is because I am an expert in this field or I have experience with this and therefore I can give you expert advice. Sorry, coffee, <laughs> coffee pause. Timed that really well. And that was great. Um, but that doesn't always work with things of the Lord. That doesn't always work with major life events. That doesn't always work with tragedy. Um, it especially doesn't work with um, unfair or unjust situations. Yeah. Because even, I mean, how many times have we seen uh, trials in, in just the past five years where um, a why will come out, an explanation of why this tragedy happened? Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, it's like, that still doesn't make it any better. Yeah. Like it still doesn't help me to grieve properly. It doesn't help me to, um, on a personal level now on a systemic level, knowing why can help us to implement changes and mm -hmm. processes mm -hmm. that can eliminate certain things from happening. Right. Yeah. Knowing why a bridge failed will help us to build bridges better. Amen. Knowing why, um, levees broke will help us to reinforce the levy system. Like knowing why in some situations is necessary. But when it comes to that personal and interpersonal relationship, a lot of times the why isn't as helpful. Yeah. And sometimes it can actually cause more issues because if yeah. there's some things like if you knew why, if you really understood the things behind it, then maybe it would cause you more pain. Mm -hmm. um, now, of course, I'm, I'm thinking of uh, personal tragedies like losing a loved one Yeah, or and, and it happens in so many different ways that there are certain things like someone um, dies unexpectedly, okay, we, we perform autopsies to figure out what the cause of death was because mm -hmm. that can bring closure to a family. It can yes. help them to understand, okay, this was actually, you know, it was natural. It wasn't anything that you did wrong or they did wrong. Um, or like if someone dies in a car accident, okay, mm -hmm. well, what happened? We have investigators to help us to understand what caused the car crash or if a, a building exploded, things like that, where it's like, okay, yeah, you need people professionally to come in and say, okay, this is what led to this happening. But in those situations where we don't have um, professional experts to come in and investigate, we oftentimes will take on that role of like, I have to be the investigator. I have to figure out why this happened. And, um, and it, it can sometimes be therapeutic. Like mm -hmm. you might need to go through that to be able to, um, and I'm just thinking of like for us having lost someone yeah. in a tragedy where there was no answer. There was no, it was un, it's still unsolved. There are some things where it's like, okay, it, it would help to know at least for sure who was responsible. It would help to have that. Um, but if we were to exhaust ourselves mm -hmm. trying to go back and relive that night and to relive every a situation it actually brings more pain to yeah. think about all of the ways because honestly from for my brain it's all of the ways that uh, or things that what could we have done or should we have done to prevent it yeah and I think going into that a little bit so for those of you who don't know um, my older brother was actually murdered back in 2018 and um, it's an unsolved case in Wichita Kansas and um, there's a lot of stuff around it that's that's weird uh, a lot of things that we've kind of looked at like wait a second why how why when where and looking at that situation personally I I know I had to come to a place where I was not obsessing over it 
but I was, I was definitely racked with that thought of like, okay, what could have happened differently? Mm -hmm. What should I have done? How could have I, how could I have helped or what situations could have been in place in order to prevent this from happening? Um, but I had to get to a place where I had to just say, okay, it, it happened. Now I have to deal with the, the fallout. Like mm -hmm. now I have to grieve. Now I have to mourn. Now I have to um, kind of move forward and grow in my life, not move on as in, oh, it's over, but move forward in a sense of I, I can't live in that moment forever. Mm -hmm. yeah. Like I have to continue my life. And, and so being someone who I, I'm very, uh, I don't know, critical, I wouldn't say critical, skeptical. skeptical. I'm pretty skeptical of things. Like when people tell me stuff, I just like, I have to question them. And <laughs> even in that, <laughs> Um, sorry, sorry for the noise. Even in that, I have to come to a place sometimes where I have to realize my questions won't get answered all the time. Mm. Like the why is not always going to be answered. Yeah. And sometimes even if it is answered, uh, it's going to frustrate me. Yeah. Well, and we had gone through that. We had kind of been like, okay, what if, you know, what if the police called us and told us, you know, that our suspicions were accurate, that it was this person who was responsible or that yes, um, if you would have done this then, you know, this would have changed everything. Yeah. That really would have, I feel like, put more pain in our hearts. Mm -hmm. And stepping outside of that, not saying that questioning why was, was wrong, because we certainly did. We're like, God, why would you yeah. take this man whose life had completely changed? I mean, complete 180. Mm -hmm. Why would you then allow him to be murdered in this way? Mm -hmm. Like, what's that about? And again, one of the, the question, why do bad things happen to good people? Why does something horrible happen to someone who has, has um, committed to changing their life and committed mm -hmm. to doing what is good? Um, why would that happen? And so when we say like questioning these things is normal and is not bad, it's because we know um, what it's like to, to ask God those questions and to, yeah. have, those, and to have his answer um, not come or to have his answer not come in the way we would hope. And I think being able to step outside of that we were able to see God's grace over that whole season yeah. of like, oh, well, wait a minute. If this had been different, then we never would have gotten to have that time mm -hmm. together. Or if this had changed, maybe he would never have decided to change his life. Yeah. And so all of those things, like when we started looking at the bigger picture, and I'm not just saying like stepping away from it and like, oh, well, in the grand scheme of life, I guess this yeah. is just one more tragedy. But stepping back and saying, oh, wait, hold on a second. There is so much connection to all of these events that yes, this tragedy happened, but look at all of the things that circumvented to where it, maybe it delayed this happening. This could have happened in another, you know, this was happening, this happened way before COVID. Mm -hmm. And I remember we were thinking, oh my goodness, like, can you imagine if, you know, um, big brother, or, uh, excuse me, if Darren had been in this situation or in that situation, like how, how much worse that would have been for him. And like, it was just all those things that, Again, realizing that questioning isn't wrong, yeah. asking why isn't wrong, and and wanting to know who's responsible isn't wrong. That's right. And I think as Christians, we can easily fall into one of two things. It's like, okay, it's wrong to question, which is like way on this side, mm -hmm. or well, the devil. It's just the devil, and then we just leave it at that. And e both of those kind of leave it in this place of like, well, wait a second. So like, human beings have no responsibility, and we're not allowed to even question or, or go into that. Yeah. And I think that middle way, again, that, that way of that narrower way requires us to step outside of what we would prefer and to step outside of our comfort zone mm -hmm. and to say, okay, and even so, 
even so with with what yeah. it is even so uh, what is true one well, like that rings so true for those who have been mourning in in buffalo mm, like because yeah. they have a why like this the the murderer who walked into the grocery store and and murdered these people um he left a manifesto like he mm-hmm. left and he's going to have his day in trial which that's a whole nother episode about you know how police can arrest some people but you know we'll move on um there's there is a why but that doesn't necessarily make the loss any easier. And actually, some of the details about that make it harder. Yeah, because it seems so senseless. And it, it still brings you back to that question of like, well, why God? Mm-hmm. Like, yes, I know his reasoning, but God, in the grand scheme of things, why? And I think as human beings, we're always seeking causality. We're always seeking to find a cause because, because natural law is so cause and effect um, operated, right? Mm-hmm. So you see something happening, you're like, oh, that fell because it's knocked it over. And we're kind of trained to view the world that way from a very young age so that we can protect ourselves, that we can know, you know, how to operate in this world. Yet when it comes to things of um, deeper importance, of spiritual importance, of eternal matters, things of devastating, um, catastrophic events in our lives, that cause and effect thing doesn't always work out. Mm -hmm. It's like, honestly, it reminds me of, I've, I've heard some people talk about um, physics. And uh, when they get down to like quantum physics and you start talking about string theory and you start talking about all these things that um, are way beyond my intelligence or my training or my education level, <laughs> but you start talking about these things and it, it doesn't function like everything else. So like we're taught physics works one way, but then you get down into this different realm and it's like, but it doesn't work that way here. Mm. Like, yes, it works that way, except when it doesn't. Yeah. And that's the same thing that we deal with when we're, we're talking about things of the heart, honestly, mm-hmm. because there's so many different areas of our life. We can say, well, cause and effect work here. So why doesn't it work here? Mm-hmm. It just doesn't. It yeah. doesn't work in these situations that knowing the answer is going to change anything about your life from this point forward. Well, and I, honestly, I, I think the thing about knowledge and how knowing more doesn't always fix the issue. Um, like I, I think about when I first learned about Jesus, mm-hmm. when I first learned, like, okay, there's this dude in Nazareth, like, he was walking around performing miracles and all this stuff, wait, and then I learned that, like, okay, he chose to die on a cross and, and he died for me. Like, mm-hmm. knowing that information did not, like, hearing the information, I should say, did not instantly change my life. Like, yeah. hearing, like, reading about it and, like, okay like I heard about it at a few like camps and different things learning the information didn't change anything Mm -hmm. what it took was years of transformation and years of revelation and seasons of experiencing things and seasons of studying things and it it took so much more than just information Mm -hmm. and I think and and that's something spiritual that's something that's so much more complex and nuanced than just a plus B equals C. That's right. Yeah. Um, and so I think about if, if that's true and, and for, for many people, it's true that, okay, well, yeah, I, I read the Bible and, but I didn't read the Bible and all of a sudden I just, my life was changed and my heart was changed. Some people, uh, it takes years. It takes, um, I won't say centuries. It <laughs> takes, <laughs> it takes a long time, like maybe decades seasons. for them, maybe seasons for them. And so if that's true, mm-hmm. then why do we, you know, how can we also think that just hearing who's responsible or that it happened because of this is going to suddenly click something in our brains that everything's okay. Yeah. I think we have to give ourselves grace and we have to give grace to 
the experience that we're having with other people because mm-hmm. we don't just experience things in a bubble, in a vacuum. We have to give grace to those around us to come to an understanding of acceptance. Like mm-hmm. all of us accept things at different rates. There's That's some right. people that can can never truly get over losing a loved one and it's not necessarily lost by death. Mm-hmm. Some people never got to marry the person they thought they were going to marry and they never get over it. Whereas the other person in the relationship, maybe they get over it really fast. Yeah. And we have to have grace for other people while still maintaining uh, attachment to truth. Like we, we shouldn't change what's true and what's real, mm-hmm. but we, we have to give grace to people that like, okay, the person that you know that's questioning, why did this happen? Why? Why did God let this happen? It's so easy for Christians to say, just accept it. God, God <laughs> allowed it and, you know, he's gracious and, you know, and he's sovereign and we have to have grace and be very gentle mm-hmm. with those who are still in a sense veiled in their understanding of all of those things. Because even as we talk about, you know, the, the fall and mm-hmm. how everything's fractured, there are some people that just can't comprehend that because they live in a world yeah. with a worldview where everything is good and they believe every like, no, but everything's good. And they don't, they're not grasping the concept that everything should be good. Doesn't mean that everything is good and that every yeah. person operates with a good heart. That's good. I think that idea of um, giving everyone grace, it, it just brings me back to the thought of the, the communal aspect of this walk, how we're not, um, we are individual people, but as a human being, you're not individual to yourself. Like everything that you experience affects other people. Mm-hmm. And um, when you don't have any sort of connection to others, when you don't have spaces, where you can ask these difficult questions, where you can um, ask why safely, um, it does damage because the community is what's supposed to like, bring us closer to God, closer to the truth, closer to healing. Um, and when you're isolated from that, it, it puts you in a place where you're sent into your own thoughts, into your own heart to find answers and to seek truth. And I'll tell you, even like I do believe in Sola Scriptura, like I am a Protestant by tradition. However, right? However, you send somebody by themselves with a Bible for long enough, they're going to come up with some weird conclusions. Yes, this has happened. It's going to happen. It has happened. Can't lock yourself in the basement and just, and just read the Bible and be like, I'll figure it out. Like, Like the community of God is also there as part of what God has placed here as the guide to help us understand the truth of God. You can't separate yourself from a community who's seeking truth and then be like, no, I have the truth or mm. you guys don't know the reason why only I can figure this out. Like you're going to end up damaging yourself. You're going to end up in a darker place because even if you find that answer, how are you going to process it alone? Like even if you figure it out, right, you f- come to some knowledge of why this tragedy happened or why this brokenness is in your life or why whatever. Now what? Mm. And I think again, please hear us. We're not saying, uh, the answers don't matter, but the even if, like even if, so you get the answer. So what do you do with that answer? Mm-hmm. How do you proceed with your life? And how does it change? Does it change your mission? Like that, that's, mm. that's, I think it's so central to the believer is like, okay, does this shift anything about who you're called to be and, and what you're called to do? You were created to be a worshiper. You were created to glorify yeah. your creator. Does knowing the um, origins of this tragedy change that? Yeah. And does it, and, and here's the crazy thing. I think when we start to ask that, um, 
I think it, the answer can be yes. It changes it because now I realize that um, I have more grace for people who are in this position. Mm. It changes it because now I am I'm not arrogant about these things, or I'm I'm not I'm not veiled in my understanding that people go through these types of things. Like there's something that that yes, it should change how you approach your mission. Yes, or maybe even it it does change your mission field. Like oh wow, I thought I thought I was meant to to minister to these people, but as a survivor of domestic violence, now I believe that I'm able to minister to these people and I'm able to exact change in this environment. Maybe it does, but I think it's, it has to come from a place of maturity mm-hmm. and community. I think yeah. those are things that we can't preach enough um, is to have godly people around you who, um, you know, I love how scripture so often says, you know, on the testimony of two or three witnesses. Yeah. And, you know, things are verified that way when, we're, when they're talking about cases where you're coming and somebody says, hey, this person did this to me. Okay, well, where are your witnesses? In the same way, when we come together as a community, we say, you know what, this is what I see in this situation. I see, all I see is destruction and, you know, and God is abandoning and this, hey, now you have mature brothers and sisters who are like, okay, all right, I hear you. I understand it feels that way right now. Mm-hmm. And you know who else felt that way? Let's look in scripture. Let's see what the word says. Um, David felt this way. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? He, you know, God's put it right there in his word. So for you to feel that is not wrong. Yeah. But let's talk about where David went after this. Let's talk about the progression of spiritual growth through this and not mm. just leaving you in the valley because we walk through the valley. Come on. And I love um, uh, Dr. James Brian Smith in one of his books talks about we walk, we don't run. Mm-hmm. We don't sit. That's right. So this is, and, and it, he, he walks with us in the valley. And that's one of those things that when we're in community, we are able to see things um, with our brothers and sisters that we would not otherwise see just looking in the mirror of scripture and not just looking in the, the lens of our own um, experience. Like mm-hmm. that, what is it? The Wesleyan quadrilateral mm-hmm. thing. Like we can't just heighten one area of our experience and say, that's how I'm going to interpret everything that God puts in my life. Yeah. We have to have community and the Holy Spirit working with the word and, and, and sharpening us and guiding us and giving us that conviction we need to be able to minister to other people as well. Mm, that's good. So um, there's something you said I want to get into, but before that, if you know anyone that needs to hear this, please share this with somebody. Let somebody know about the grace of God uh, that you're finding in this. Hopefully you're finding truth and goodness mm-hmm. and being connected to living truth and all that goodness. Anyway. Just kind of ramble off <laughs> towards the end. Of the- <laughs> um, oh man, I just lost it. You were saying something about uh, rewind. Scripture. Okay, it'll come to me. But looking at the the question, why? Looking at how is it that the these bad things happen to good people? And then going back, that's what it was, talking about the mission, the mission of uh, the believer, right? Um, I like to think about it in terms of responsibility. And it honestly reminds me, this thought, this question, reminds me a lot of a lot of the eschatological arguments, a lot of the conspiracy, conspiracy theories about end times, about trying to figure out when Jesus is coming back. Because my favorite answer that, that I come back to is like, okay, so how does that change your responsibility in the moment? Like knowing when this is going to happen, knowing why this happened, knowing how this happened. Okay. How does that change your calling 
to love those around you? How does that change your calling to follow the truth that you know? Like if you found out why, does that shift your responsibility in submitting yourself to the calling of Christ, to mm. the, the um, loving shepherding of your shepherd, right? And even if, even if you never got the answer, mm. does that change what God has already done in your life? One. If you never get the answer, does that change how good God is in, in the, the history of your salvation, of, of picking you up, mm. of, of healing you, of, of all of these things? which is why it's so important for us to know our testimony. Yeah. So important for us to know who we have been and where God has brought us through. Because then when we come to these questions of why God, why I I may not know why, but I know who brought me through these last things. I may not know why, but I know who is the one that, that holds me in the palm of his hands. Like I may not know why this is happening, but I know that I'm going to be held. And, and this is going to be something that God utilizes Um, for his glory and for my good. Because if you don't know that, I need you to hear scripture testifies to that. Yeah. Scripture tells us and and history testifies to that and testimony of your brothers and sisters in Christ testify to that and testify, test, 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 testify, testify, (laughs) test, um, test the fire. I mean, testify. (laughs) Uh, And so that idea of what's your responsibility in spite of, even though, even if, yeah. Like you have to come back to what's your responsibility. Mm. Um, are you still responsible for the truth that you hear? Yeah. I mean, I'm yes. A, I'm going to say, yeah. You are responsible That's what I'm for the say. truth you hear. And one of the things I love about Romans is that it both comforts and convicts The us. book of Romans. The book of Romans. people that live like, in Rome. I mean, I guess. I mean, you're probably cool too. I don't we have don't anything know. against Romans, but um, <laughs> good when, for you. When, like, when in Rome, you know. <laughs> um, <laughs> but in Romans 8, um, he's talking about suffering. Uh, present suffering. I consider that the present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed in us. Now mm-hmm. this, I, I really believe there's a lot of parts in scripture that we have to be careful to not bust out like in the midst of someone's grief. Like yeah. you've got to use that really necessary spiritual discernment yes. when you are counseling someone like you don't just, you know, you don't have the woman in your, in your office pastor who, um, doesn't understand why she has to stay with her husband because um, he's abusive and you're telling this, this is not for that situation. Like you need to be counseling her uh, appropriately. You need to be giving her resources, um, practical resources, but this is for, uh, I think this is that personal thing. This is the, like, I need the scriptures to speak into my situation. I need the scriptures to remind me that I'm not alone. Mm -hmm. I need somebody who can tell me about myself. And he says, I consider that our present sufferings. And he says, our, that's one thing I love community. Yeah. Our, Hey y'all, what we are going through as the people of God is not worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed in us, in us. Mm, So good. And then he talks about the creation waiting and eager expectation for the children of God to be like all of these things. Like he goes back to creation being subject to frustration, Mm -hmm. like all of this. It's such good, rich stuff. And then he goes through, and we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him. We've referenced that with Romans this. 8, 28. It's one of my favorite. Yeah. It's passages. like, that is the man. If I could just like, if I could have that tattooed over every thing in my life. You do though. Um, like, don't we? I mean, I, don't we, we? I mean, kind of. Don't we really like, though? It's, it's there. You got to have <laughs> eyes to see though. Ears to hear. But then he says, um, what then shall we say in response to these things? We're more than conquerors. And he says, um, for I'm convinced. Mm-hmm that 
neither death nor life, nor angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any power, neither height nor depth, anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Come on. And it's so easy to read that scripture. It's the end of the chapter. It's the end of chapter eight. It's so easy to read that or hear that. And just like, okay, nothing's going to separate us from the love of God. Like love is just a feeling. But this is talking about the love of God. When we see the love of God manifest in Christ, which is mm-hmm. what it's talking about. This is that love of God that does, that actively sacrifices and gives of himself constantly for our good. So all that stuff before about, you know, everything happens for our good. God causes all things to work together for the good. His love in Christ on the cross, like poured out for us is for our good. Nothing will change that. That's right. This is that scripture that's okay. Yes, this crap happened to me. Mm -hmm. This tragedy is happening in the world right now. But if you personally need that comfort, none of that is going to change what Christ did for you on the cross. None of that is going to, um, is going to undo all of the things in your testimony that God is using continually to minister to other people, to bring them into the fold. None of that changes because God is constant. He is not a man that he should lie. He's not like shifting sands. He is who he is all the time. And so I think like practically looking at this mm-hmm. and you know, we all, we always need the word. We always need to go back to the word. We always need that truth. That's, that's see why like, I married we, her. See <laughs> we need the foundation of the word. And if, if Romans eight can be that for you, if Romans eight can be that medicine for you when you're like, Oh my gosh, like, like I'm, I'm, I'm spiraling in thoughts. I'm having doubts about like, if this happened to this person, then maybe it could happen to me. And maybe, maybe if it happens to me, that means that I'm not really a Christian and maybe stop right there mm-hmm. because nothing. And he says, I'm convinced. Now that convincing for Paul didn't come just because he like woke up one day and was like, well, I guess, you know, God <laughs> loves me. Or, or because he heard a strong argument. Right. Like, you know what? I'm convinced. Now. He didn't, he didn't go to the Gnostics and be like, wow, because of their convincing like jargon, suddenly I'm convinced. Yeah. He wasn't convinced on Mars Hill. He did the convincing. Right. Come on. And, um, yeah. and his suffering, it's the present suffering that he's talking about in that. Okay. <laughs> look, because of all this, I'm gonna tell you what, ain't nothing changing God's love for us. Yeah. I think that's just kind of wrapping this whole series up about why do bad things happen to good people? Um, We don't know. (laughs) Like the answer is a lot of things, a lot of reasons. There's so many variables and factors. There's so many things that are at play. Um, But as a follower of Jesus, one thing that one thing that we are sure of is that we have the author and the perfecter of our faith present in our current suffering. We have Jesus Christ. We have uh, the presence of the living God uh, living in us and with us and walking side by side with us through tragedy mm-hmm. and holding us together and giving us wisdom and insight and comfort. And he is near to the brokenhearted and he is holding those who weep and he is uh, covering us oh, with his wings like a mother hen uh, mm. longs to cover and he will not forget you like a, a nursing mother uh, doesn't forget her child like God is with us and so the question of why yes it's okay to ask it's fine to be like okay why but why and it's okay but mm. it, it's not good to live there it's a it's a it's a place you need to visit right but you can't live there mm-hmm. you have to whether you get the answer of why this happens or not you have to understand that God's journey um, for you, God's mission for you is for your good. And he is with you through it. And 
no matter what else is happening around you and what other people are experiencing, the prosperity of the wicked or the downfall of the righteous, God is with you and he is walking with you and he has a goal to accomplish in your life. And so let that be encouraging to you today. Let that be something that you can hold on to. And if you don't believe me, go to the book, read it, ask other believers. Um, I ain't going to lie to you. I'm not just going <laughs> to sit here. We ain't going to tell you nothing just to, just to talk. Yeah, but also just don't take our word for it because it's not our word that, that gives life. And so um, go back and watch if you no, have not is. watched or listened to the, the rest of the series. It is kind of like they're, they're individual parts, but I think you have to get the full picture of where we were coming from. We kind of nerded out in the first couple of episodes about like As we should. perfect will and permissive will and all those other weird words. We'll make that a we playlist. Use. I'll make a playlist um, of those. Yeah, so you go, go on our channel on YouTube. You can listen to it and watch it there. And also I think what I would like to do is with our inner circle, I would love to share some of the ways that we've answered, been able to get answers for the question, why did this happen to me mm -hmm. for different bad things that have happened in our lives and share just some of that testimony. Now that's, that's for the inner circle though, because we're not just going to give all that. That's for that. It's not going to put it on the table for all of y'all. Like it's, we can't, we can't just put it all out. There. Yeah. So if you would like to be a part of that, if you mm -hmm. want to be able to hear our testimonies and, and just kind of hear our perspective on, on discernment God's given us on why certain things have happened mm -hmm. to us and in our lives. And you want to join the inner circle. Let's do it. Do it. It's just $2. Like it's, it's nothing. That's it. $2. It's not even anything. Get a little closer to people. <laughs> Awesome. So yeah, well, that's good. This has been the Nick Smith podcast. We hope that this episode has connected you to living truth. Be, Be blessed. blessed. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Nick Smith podcast. We are so glad that you joined us and we hope that you'll consider subscribing so that you can tune in each week. Don't forget to rate and share this podcast. And if you haven't already, follow us on social media. If you want to be a part of our family's mission to entertain, educate, and empower others, please consider becoming one of our Patreon supporters. Exclusive Nick Smith merchandise is available to you through our online store at www.nicksmithpodcast.com.